What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are now listening to the Philly Pod. A Philadelphia sports podcast. Lofting one, end zone incomplete. Juju Smith-Schuster couldn't catch up. There's a flag at the 10. Hang on, there's a penalty. Yeah, that's worst case scenario. You'll see James Bradbury. They're going to say he grabs him. He's got his left hand on his back. I don't know. Mike, listen, I think on this stage, I, I think you let him play. Obviously, Mahomes thought he saw it. I think, I don't know, I think you let him play, finish this thing out. I don't love that call, Mike. I mean, I think you got to see the whole thing. It seemed to me at the initial break, he grabbed the back of the jersey and pulled it. If we see that, I think that is a hole. I mean, I hear what you're saying, Mike. He's trying to run a little whip route, Show, sell the shallow cross. I know he's got that right hand. I get it. I just, I just think in this moment, oh, man, that is a game-altering penalty. The biggest what-if in perhaps the history of Philadelphia sports is what happens when Jalen Hurts gets the ball back down 38-35 with roughly 90 seconds remaining. The stage was set for the greatest moment any of us may ever experience in our lives, and we will never be able to see what happens. The Eagles never got the opportunity. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Philly Pod brought to you by thelibertyline.com. I'm your host today, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all social platforms at the Philly Pod, Twitter, Instagram, wherever it is you see my content. If you're new to the podcast, appreciate you guys for checking it out. Be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Rate five stars, leave those reviews. Be sure to help us out there. Help us bring the show to more eyes and ears of Eagles fans, NFL fans, as we all attempt to heal from the wounds of Super Bowl 57. We tried to give it a few days to try and sit on it, uh, you know, try and, uh, try and heal, and it's still, still, still fresh. It still hurts. It's going to be a little while before uh, any of us feel particularly good about the outcome of this game. Uh, joining me as always, my co-host, my right-hand man. You can follow him on all social platforms at Stephen Conrad Jr. He is Stephen Conrad Jr. We saw the game together. Uh, we were uh, up North PA. We saw the game together. Uh, the ups and downs, the excitement, and the, of course, ultimate uh, disappointment of the way the game ended. But man, I don't want uh, I don't want it to be lost on how just spectacular the season was. Arguably the, the greatest Eagle season I've seen in my lifetime. I know obviously the Super Bowl five years ago, but this season surpassed even that in in some in some instances. And it's 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 tough the way it ended, man. It's it all the stage was set. Everything was set for the Eagles to uh, to 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 take home that Lombardi for Jalen Hurts to have his to have his moment for Howie Roseman to potentially be in the Hall of Fame for everything he did uh, this season and it was a uh, it was it was it was a tough way to go out, Stephen. Well, 
this look, this podcast, man, <laughs> this podcast tough, was man. created by Eagles fans for Eagles fans, right? You always hear that saying. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're not the only ones who probably say that, but we we truly mean that. Um, and right now, we find out who the real fans are. And when I'm speaking to those fans, I say this. Nobody else deserves to have their faith rewarded more than Eagles fans. Uh, mm-hmm. This is brutal. but And I know nobody wants to hear this either, but I will say, and I kind of tweeted something along the lines of this the other day, um, I don't think I'm ever going to get over this Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. Um, but I will say, finally getting that monkey off of our back in 2017 makes this a little bit easier to digest. And something else for, for me makes this a little bit easier to, to digest. I am still hurting, and I know everybody else is hurting. And I don't think I'll ever get over this, honestly. I don't think I ever will, unless, and we'll get there when we get there. We'll have those conversations when we need to, but now's not the time for that. Um, I love this team so much. You said that this was the most fun year you've ever had as an Eagles fan. I would agree with you, and it's crazy to think that when we say that, the season didn't end with us, you know, hoisting that Lombardi trophy. But I can confidently sit here and say, even with that in mind, I still think this was by far the most fun I've ever had during an Eagles season. And I don't know, well, I do know, it's because there are so many likable players, the coaching staff. I'm not saying that the 2017 team wasn't likable. I love that team too. But mm-hmm. this one just felt a little bit more differently. I don't know if it's the combination of the youth that we have as well as the veteran guys that have been around, the ones that have won a Super Bowl, the ones that were a part of that first Super Bowl in franchise history. They still exist here in that building. You know, it, It's just a little bit different this time. It was a culmination of young and old. And that's why, and I know you agree with me, and Eagles fans should agree with me, that you should feel great about the future of this team. And whatever that idiot, that senile old man in Dallas said that the Eagles went all in, he has no clue what he's talking about. We are built to compete for the next decade. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one to swallow. It's certainly a bright future. Um, you know, the Hertz extension is coming, so roster construction is undoubtedly going going to be tougher uh, moving forward. But man, if they they they, they had it, man, up ten at halftime, you had Mahomes hobbling. Uh, obviously we, we saw the game together. So we saw our reactions when we saw Mahomes hobbling and we were up and it just seemed like that the Eagles were going to, it felt like the game was getting away from the chiefs a little bit. So it just felt like that, that everything was going to, the stars were aligning for the Eagles to, to put the, uh, the, to put the storybook ending to such a magical season. In some ways it was a legacy game for the entire Eagles, uh, the entire mm-hmm. Eagles franchise. If you win the game, you're 17 and three, you're one of the best teams ever. Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni have a ring by year two. Harry mm-hmm. Roseman, like I mentioned before, is likely in the Hall of Fame. And now they'll simply be remembered as the 57th Super Bowl loser ever. And another team that has fallen to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And it's such like, you know, I, I, I'm intrigued to see how this team is kind of going to be remembered down the road in comparison to the 2001 Sixers and and the, uh, the 2010 Flyers. I've seen some people uh, uh, make comparisons to uh. and you and, and, and you are correct. That the uh, the the Super Bowl, of course, softened the blow. If we still didn't have a ring and this happened, my I I couldn't even tell you the abyss oh, I man. would be in right now. I w- <laughs> I probably you wouldn't even hear from me, see from me, and I don't even know. And I do see some people calling this the most painful loss of of all time, as far as the Eagles franchise is concerned. And I I agree with that to some extent. But for those of us, I'm 29 years old. For those of us that grew up in the 2000s and remember all of those NFC Championship losses to Tampa Bay. 
to Carolina. And Steven, you remember the 2008 game to the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and we were just devastated. I would argue that those games were more devastating than, than this particular loss, but this is certainly a tough one to swallow. And um, and the only solace I find in this loss, as of right now, you know, a few days removed from the game, is that Jalen Hurts, he already said year four for me starts now. I'm going to be hungrier, more determined than ever. Is that is that uh, the redemption story now, kind of the redemption arc for Jalen Hurts, falling to the MVP, falling to Mahomes. Can he climb up that mountain the game? And, and if and when he does eventually climb that mountain and hoist that Lombardi trophy, uh, it'll be all the sweeter due to the failure this time around. Yeah, and... I mean, I feel like that you might as well just title the name of this podcast episode "Softening the Blow." Yeah, you might as well just yeah. call it that. Yeah. But uh, we're gonna get a little more positive here in, in a second. We did it's just lose. Like, we were we were in a better mood like throughout the week, but man, I kind of started this pod and just heard that call all over again, and I and I kind of almost nearly. Well, this got is all part of so. it, man. You gotta you gotta <laughs> deal with the pain. It. We're talking. You gotta you gotta it. deal with the pain. You can't run away from it. But this is for the NFL man this is a ginormous Super Bowl because if you take a step back outside of Eagles and Chiefs fans like this game was entertaining it came down to the absolute last seconds of the Mm -hmm. game the Chiefs only beat us by three Mm -hmm. Uh, high scoring game Um, everything was there I mean everything you would want from an entertainment perspective but there's also narratives floating around now and one of those now from the Chiefs' perspective, is Andy Reid has now put himself in the conversation as one of the best NFL coaches of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is officially now, I'm not saying he is, but he is finding himself now in the conversation of, you know, could he go on to have the greatest career, you know, in NFL history from a quarterback position? Could he go? He he is finding himself in that conversation now. They're referring and to the, the Chiefs f- as a dynasty now. They're, that are too. they officially a dynasty? Two Super Bowls in four years it certainly puts you in dynasty category, you know. And on the flip side, and I know Eagles fans, we and Philly fans, to be more specifically, we always feel like we're disrespected. But Jalen Hurts, this was all about his arrival. There is no denying. There's no denying him and his greatness, and there's no such thing as putting a ceiling on him anymore. You can't put a ceiling on him anymore. It has been proven time and time again, and he did it on the NFL's biggest stage, and he outperformed the guy on the other side of the field, and and that's the truth. You can't tell me otherwise. The numbers will tell you that, and the eye test will tell you that. It is 100%, 1,000% a fact, and I know this is an Eagles podcast, but you cannot tell me otherwise. He was better in every statistical category um, and I would argue, I know the Chiefs were down 10. I would argue he had more pressure on him on that one drive when they were down eight points. Because I don't know about you, man, but all the life in this household where we watched this game, and I'm sure all of Philadelphia was sucked away when the Chiefs went up eight points. I thought it was over right there. And you can call me a coward, but I know you all felt it. It felt like it was over. It felt like we lost it. We blew a 10-point lead. Jonathan Gannon couldn't get one stop. Good fucking riddance, by the way. Get the fuck (laughs) out of here, man. Like We'll we'll touch on that when we need to. But all the pressure in the world. And Jalen Hurst just goes out there, marches his team down the field. It was a long drive, down eight. All the pressure in the world, man. It's the Chiefs dynasty you're facing, everything. Mm-hmm. He has a shoulder injury too. Mahomes wasn't the only hurt player in this game. Right. Marches him down. They score a touchdown, but it's not. It doesn't stop there. They needed to go for two, and you're like, well, maybe just maybe Sirianni in those two weeks had a play for this situation. Maybe something creative because you need these two points or your season is over. And <laughs> I don't know what the mindset was going into it. Maybe we'll hear about it. They said 
or Jalen said, I don't know who said, just give him the ball and get the hell out of the way. He <laughs> he carried four guys into the end zone. Yeah. He has arrived. I know everybody, all these guys in the media are making their top five, you know, QB lists. Um, I, I see a lot of people actually leaving Hurts just outside of their top five. But mm. I'm here to tell you, Josh Allen is probably more talented. Joe Burrow's probably more talented. Justin Herbert, all these guys are probably more talented than him. But if his name... If his name is not Patrick Mahomes, I want fucking Jalen Hurts to lead my franchise, period. And that's yeah, what I learned yeah. from this game. And everybody else, that should be their takeaway, too. And if that's not your takeaway, you're kidding yourself. Mm-hmm. And even Patrick Mahomes said after the game, if there are any doubters, there shouldn't be now. Even they knew they were in a battle. The thing, the good thing about the Super Bowl is that both teams knew that they were in a heavyweight battle. And whoever had the ball last was going to win. That's just the way the game was kind of going. But to your point, Jalen Hurts never wavered. And we shouldn't be shocked to this point being of Jalen Hurts being unfazed when he had that uncharacteristic fumble where it looked like he just he just straight up dropped it. I still don't know how, how it happened. He just lost control of it. The, uh-huh. uh, the scoop and score. And Jalen Hurts didn't flinch. He came right back and scored. You're down. You were a leading 10. Chiefs go on a run. They go up eight points. What does Jalen Hurts do? Come back unfazed, unwavered, scores again. To your point, runs over the entire Chiefs defense. He got stopped on the one and a half yard line and just bulldozed his way into the end zone. That's straight just power. That's willpower. That's just refusing to lose. And I, I want that guy quarterbacking. Uh, he almost single handedly, like, won the Super Bowl. Just think about that. I'm not, obviously did. other Eagles players did. contributed and pieces on the offense certainly contributed, but like I've never seen that. He basically You know what did. I mean? Like he even did. Brady and his Super Bowl wins got help. In our Super Bowl win, Brandon Graham had the strip sack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jalen Hurts accounted for 374 of the Eagles' total offense, uh, as far as yardage is concerned. And to your point, not bet against him, the, man. All the all the all the talk shows we did leading up to this, and the pods, and all, all the discussion we had during those two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, we said the Eagles are not going to win this game if Jalen Hurts is going to attempt to outgunsling Patrick Mahomes. <sighs> We gave all these, like the running game and the matchups, and we did, and we broke down everything. And what happens? Jalen Hurts comes into the game, 304 yards, four total touchdowns, three of them rushing, 70 rushing yards. Pat Mahomes, 182 yards. He did have three touchdowns, but only 44 rushing yards. You told yards. me that man only threw for 182 yards. I would have told you exactly. we won by like I told you, points. If I told you before, before the week that Jalen Hurts is going to throw for 300 plus yards and account for four total touchdowns and rush for 70 yards and Pat Mahomes only threw for 180 yards, you would assume 11 out of 10 times that the Eagles won that game and we were celebrating on Broad Street. And it just didn't and it just didn't happen. At the end of the day, the conc- my conclusion at the end of this is that Jalen Hurts went stride for stride and in some facets outperformed the best player in the entire National Football mm. League, and and Jonathan Gannon failed his quarterback. That that well, that's a thousand percent. That's the truth, man. That's where I'm at. And like, here's the thing: there may be the narrative in Gannon's defense that it's the Chiefs. Like, how do you slow them down? But here's the thing: we dominated the time of possession. We dominated the time of possession in this game. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Eagles' defense was tired. Gannon had all the time in the world to prepare and prep. Oh, and oh, maybe make adjustments. Maybe make adjustments. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Jalen Hurts was robbed of a Super Bowl MVP. He was robbed of of winning a Super Bowl in year two. He's the only player in NFL history to produce four-plus touchdowns in a Super Bowl and lose. The Eagles are just the second team in NFL history to forfeit a double-digit lead heading into the half. Of course, you the have other to being win when you're Atlanta up Falcons. 10 You just time. have to win. You have to figure out a way to win. And it's and, not like the offense didn't score in the second half. 
Yeah, and we all and we all like you know praise for obvious reasons and for good reason we praise Shane Steichen and everything he did for Jalen Hurts and the offense this season. But man, did Jalen Hurts bail out Steichen a lot, and even in this game, and they gave up a lot of second half leads, and it caught up to them in this game. You can't do it against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. It just doesn't. It just it just it just doesn't work out. It hurts. It hurts. You feel great about the future. You feel great about where the team is headed. Obviously, you know we have the whole offseason. We'll talk about the free agents and drafts and and, and everything coming up to this. And I thought that the wound was semi-healing, but even just sitting here and talking about the missed opportunity that the Eagles had to beat, be one of the few teams that could beat Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid with Jalen Hurts at 24 years old, Nick Sirianni in his second year, you are 17-3 and and one of the best teams ever assembled. One of the greatest teams ever assembled, arguably the greatest Philadelphia roster we will ever see. Great, the team should should be good for years to come, but this might be the greatest roster and the best chance the Eagles ever had to win a Super Bowl and you didn't get it done. It's just it it's it it's just painful. It's painful right now. I agree. I agree with that statement. That might have been the well, it was the best roster ever assembled. But here's the thing, man. This is why I'm optimistic. You don't think Harry Roseman is motivated? Exactly. Exactly. And you know, Jalen Hurts. We sit here and talk about Jalen Hurts and all these guys. Nick Sirianni too. Can I talk about Nick Sirianni really quickly? Yeah, sure. It really hit me when I saw him crying uh, you know, before the game. It hit me really hard. And it just to to just you know what this always... game meant to him, man. You know what this game meant to him. Oh, absolutely. And there's gonna be people out there saying like, ah, you know, he lost. He's crying. He's overly emotional and stuff like that. You're a loser if you think that. Absolute loser. He's Philadelphia's coach. Shouldn't be the head coach anywhere else. Um, he is where he belongs, and that's here. And in a second season, took a quarterback and took a team. I know you know there was a lot of hands involved in this, but he's the head coach, and. Heading into the season, man, after going nine and eight, and a quarterback who a lot of people felt like couldn't be the franchise guy took them to the Super Bowl. So there's no denying that. You can say what you want. And mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about strength of schedule because the Chiefs uh finished with the same exact record as us to get to the big game. And we took them to the absolute wire. It would have been different if they blew us out. Then you could have been like, damn, maybe this Eagles team were frauds. They were not frauds, man. We're not frauds. Far far from it. And I know nobody wants to hear this because at the end of the day, there's only one team that gets to um, hoist up the trophy. Um, and it hurts. It hurts so badly that we lost. But I've actually never felt better and more optimistic and almost proud of a loss just because of how well the top guys performed in this game. Mm-hmm. The 2022 Eagles are, are a special team. We'll go down as one of the most fun and special teams uh, in this in this franchise's history between A.J. Brown's debut season and, De- and Devontae Smith and the performance he had. And, just, and, of course, Jalen Hurts just putting on a clinic and abolishing all the doubters. If you didn't watch him all year long and you watched him in the Super Bowl, if you were just an objective football fan, didn't really follow the teams, didn't really follow the rosters, and you watched the Super Bowl – I assume that most people would assume that the guy in green was the best quarterback in the league and not the guy in red. That's the, yep. that's the conclusion you can kind of draw from that. Now, Mahomes, obviously special, uh, best quarterback in the league. If I were to rank top three right now, I would rank Mahomes, Burrow, then, then Jalen Hurts. If I was going to rock top, uh, rank top yeah, three Yeah, like talent-wise, but I, I think you would agree with the point that like if his name's not Patrick Mahomes, I want Jalen Hurts leading. Yes, of course. It's for it's sheer, sheer willpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, he just fits everything that this city is about. And yep. He even said yesterday when they asked him, about his contract extension. He said, I'm worried about winning championships. Uh, I only care about winning and ultimately winning championships. And it tells you right there where his mindset is. He's not thinking about the money. He's not thinking about the contract. Of course, negotiations are probably going to start at $45 million a year. So I think he knows he's going to get paid, but he's not worried about that now. He knows he will mm-hmm. get his money at some point. He just wants to win 
win right now. And it's 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 a tough pill to swallow that they didn't get done this this time. And I will say, my favorite, I think my favorite above all else in 2022, my favorite thing about this team is their level of maturity and just grace and dignity and the way they handled this loss. Unlike some other organizations out there that we all know, they mm. they didn't point fingers. Ever, not a single person on this roster pointed a finger, pointed to the holding call on James Bradbury, even though it was ticky tacky. And I'm not mad at the call. I'm not mad at the call either. It's a it's a hold. It is what it is. I wish the refs were a bit more consistent because, as we all know, the quest drop, which he 100 percent should have caught. By the way, you get your hands on the ball, you catch it. Thornhill was on his back, literally on his back and on his shoulder. And they didn't call it then. And that was a more of egregious of a hold than James Bradbury's was. But Bradbury owned up to it in the locker room, said it was a hold, thought that he would let it slide. And they didn't. And it is what it is. And every single team, regardless of the field conditions, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, the field conditions, the penalties, the situations, at the end of the day, the Eagles had chances to win this game. And when you give up the longest punt return in Super Bowl history and you give up a turnover on, on offense – it's, it's really tough to win a game against a team like Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Eagles made two egregious mistakes. That's what I'm saying. And we only lost by three. And you, and you only lost by three. Without those Think mistakes, Without those mistakes, the Eagles win. Special teams, we've been talking about it all year. A special teams mistake is going to cost us at some point. Let's hope it's not in a game that matters. And, and it certainly happened in, in the Super Bowl with that Kadarius It's not 20. like the Chiefs like gave us even one play. It felt like they... Um considering the fact that we dominated the time of possession like it really felt like they played a damn near like perfect game offensively because Mahomes you know didn't get sacked he didn't turn it over like we had two plays like if, if I told you they had a fumble return for a touchdown and a punt return that they took all the way to the five yard line mm-hmm. you probably would have thought the Chiefs you know handed it to us in this game yeah it's tough it's, it's you know tough man i will say for all the so for all the uh real quick for all the fan bases ah. dallas 49ers and all of this that could not wait for the eagles to lose this game like the haters are more concerned about this loss than we are as fans and for them you can't talk if you're not cry, in the eagles big cry, game, man. this and this and that if your team hasn't even sniffed a super bowl hasn't even gotten to a championship game not even close to one literally don't speak to me don't acknowledge me don't even mention mention the Eagles in any ounce of breath or whatever. Whatever, I can't stand the teams that are just screaming "Cry Eagles Cry" and couldn't do all this. Like, first of all, "Cry Eagles Cry" is the lamest slogan of all time I ever heard. It's wor- it's the worst thing to ever say. It just shows that you have no regard for yourself, self respect for yourself. So, that, so that that is that that is fine. And and for for Juju, and I understand the, the Valentine's Day thing was funny. Ha ha, whatever. Oh, he's for, a loser. For, Juju's for the Juju, biggest loser on planet Earth. To kick. To kick James Bradbury while he's down, a guy that isn't even all that outspoken. He's quiet, he's reserved, and he owned his mistake. It's not like he was like, yep. oh, the refs and did this and Juju, whatever. He didn't slander anybody. He didn't come at anybody. He owned his mistake like an adult. He owned it like a man. He handled it with 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 dignity and grace and with class. And Juju kicks the man while he's down, which is why everybody else went on to drag drag Juju a, a, after that. Uh, yeah. Deservingly but, so. But, but that is just my, my my I think that's going to be my favorite thing about the team. Just level of maturity. They never got they yep. never got on their high horse. You might have got the feeling that okay, they're smelling themselves a little bit, like maybe like after the Titans game and everything was going well. Um, but you never got the sense that they were in over their heads, that they were overestimating their opponents. Even ahead of the Texans game, you remember Jalen Hurts saying, no, none of you guys in a press conference, he said, None of you asked me about Houston's defense. They're a really good team and you can't you can't, you know, slow up against them. This team never never overestimated their opponents. They appreciated mm. each and every single win 
and they kept their head on straight. Devonta yeah, Smith, all these point. guys, they all, all these guys, they kept their head on straight, and they said, "We're here to do a job. No matter how many games we win, we're here to do a job." Even throughout all of media week and Super Bowl week, and they said, "This is all fun and all, but we're here to do a job. And unless we get it done, it's not going to matter." And unfortunately, they they didn't get it done. But I can't say enough good things about the the maturity level, the 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 culture that's been instilled in the, in the city and in this franchise. And it's I'm I, I'm going to miss a lot of the things that the the 2022 Eagles uh, brought to the table this year. I'm right there with you, man. But luckily, like again, the foundation is there, and I would imagine you know we're going to get to keep this foundation around, hopefully for for some time now. Um, you had mentioned, you know, maybe some of the players on this team getting like on their high horses. You know, the the thing with that is I feel like this team has the perfect blend of like Jalen Hurst just being absolutely like stoic and being a leader. And I had mentioned Nick Sirianni, but even he can kind of get, you know, a little out there. Um, I, I think you do need some personality, though. And I think that's like the beauty of this team, like A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith kind of brings an interesting personality to the team because he kind of seems like Jalen Hurts at times, but he can also kind of show his personality. Um, obviously, you have it uh, on the defensive line, like Brandon Graham, um, and then obviously some of the more like quiet ones like Fletcher Cox. Like It's just a really interesting uh, mix of people. You got Jeff Stoutland, you know what I mean? Like the best offensive line coach, arguably, of all time, maybe. maybe. Sorry if I disrespected anybody's name, but it's hard to deny you know, his name. Um, just like an interesting mix of people. Um and I'm sure we're going to touch on some things here soon. Obviously, parting ways with both coordinators. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the post Super Bowl thing, though, so I don't know how much you want to. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into dive into that. The, the, good, the, the good thing here about the franchise moving forward is that they have they have they're they're stable. There's no disjunction. There's no drama going on or anything yeah. like that. Good ownership, a good general. They all manager. have each other's backs. There's a no good, denying the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest point here. Mm-hmm. A good general manager who's already put together two Super Bowl teams. And a head coach who got there in the second season. Mm. It's just so hard. So, so I can't stress enough how hard it is to get to a Super Bowl, let alone win one. It's just very, very hard to get back. Andy Reid was here for 14 years and only got to one, one mm. Super Bowl. It is so very – you need a lot of things to go right to make it to the Super Bowl. And we have to get a lot of credit to the, to the medical staff of this team that had all I was just going to say the biggest thing is health. Yeah, I think we yeah. got really, really lucky to have all starters on the field for that game. And I know yeah. Hurts had the lingering injury or whatever, but that clearly did not bother him in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All 22 starters available for the NFC Championship game as well as the Super Bowl. That doesn't happen often. And they all uh, – it's just – the more I talk Go about figure it, the more the one we win though kind of contradicts the statement. Yeah, because how many starters were we missing? <laughs> it just feels like all oh the, God, star, the quarterback. Everything, everything was aligned. Everything was aligned for the Eagles to just, just do do it all this year, and, and and it hurts. But I can't wait to see the redemption uh, uh, moving forward quickly. Do you want to talk about the field at all and how it's an embarrassment for the I, league yeah, to spend eight hundred thousand dollars yes. on this football field and have them slipping and sliding out there like they're at Sahara Sam's or somewhere or Hurricane Harbor? And yep. I, I and before I. I get into this i want to make it clear that we are not using this as an excuse because yep. both teams yep. both teams had to play on it so we're, we're not, not using saying, the holding cause an excuse either i know yeah, we started not, the episode off with that with that audio but like and we can get into that i feel like i didn't talk about it enough but we didn't deserve to win because we didn't get any, any stops it feels like eagles in the entire game the eagles should not have brandon graham said this in the post game as well the eagles should not have been in that position to begin with exactly so it's hard to fault the holding call when you could have prevented that is, is but that i will say this it is a terrible time, and it's a terrible call to make when Mahomes's ball wasn't even catchable. Now, maybe it wasn't catchable because he threw it there knowing that there was a hold. Maybe that's what happened. 
but it felt like the hold didn't really have the effect on the play, especially considering that time, because that right there ended the game. That ended the game right there. All they had to do was run the clock out and kick the game-winning field goal. But again, we we deserve the we absolutely uh, deserve to lose. And you want to you, you know you want to touch on the field again. You got to get some stops. But when you have you know, I mean the, the proof is out there. When you have Eagles edge rushers falling repeatedly, Hassan Reddick, who you know was arguably the best in the entire NFL this year, wasn't even able to get a sack because he tripped up a couple Dude, times and sacks. he complained about the field after the game zero sacks after oh, recording 75 so. in the regular season in the postseason 75 sacks the eagles did not get one i will say this again not an excuse i don't want to send the wrong message here yep. but the field neutralized the eagles greatest asset in this game the chiefs mm-hmm. nearly don't have nearly as as lethal of a pass rush as the eagles do but the field did neutralize what the eagles were strongest at i want to i want to stress that point and i saw some information on twitter today about somebody who charted the the slip rate. The Eagles player <laughs> the Eagles defense had a player slip on 38% of Patrick Mahomes dropbacks. 5 wow. times they had multiple players who slipped on a play. The Chiefs defense had a player slip on only 14% of Jalen Hurts dropbacks with no multiples. That was uh that data was provided by Ali Connolly on, on on Twitter. So go yell at him if you're mad at that data, but it just shows you how the field affected the Eagles a lot more than it affected the Chiefs. Again, not an excuse. The the Chiefs protected Mahomes a lot better than I anticipated. I thought Andrew Wiley was going to be, you know, the uh, I thought he was going to be the, uh, the the guy that they targeted on, that they fixated on, to to attack pressure with, and they just didn't get in Mahomes. The one the the one of the few instances that they did got pressure. Uh, was was the holding call on Bradbury? Mind you, that ball wasn't even catchable. I don't I don't think so. Just a yeah, just was, a questionable yeah. call all the way around. But again, the Eagles should not have been in that position. It's a tough. It's it's it's, it's, it's man. It's gonna be a hard loss to swallow. I I'm already mm. counting down 204 days until football season. Just that's a, what I mean. Hurt, it felt like our up. hands were like on the trophy and. Okay, Jesus, this is gonna sound terrible. Nope, it's a bad. Nope, I'm not saying we lost nope. because of this, but it felt like Roger Goodell took the uh, pliers and chopped their hands off. But it's no, we tough. deserve to lose. So maybe um. Maybe the Eagles. They robbed guys. Jalen Hurts got robbed of yeah. his MVP. Man, they should have named him MVP anyway. Well, if Mahomes, you want to play Andy this Reed, game, if, if you want to do that, Andy Reid should have won MVP. Honestly, because <laughs> he had a masterclass uh, yes. in this game. Gannon got absolutely shunned in this yes, game and did. humbled. Yes, he did. Absolutely. Once, once, once you get scored, once Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore score on the same exact play, just in opposite directions, they were both. Oh, in opposite not just directions. that in the red Darius zone Slay where there's no bad. space. Yes. Yes. The the field is completely shrunken. That's why like that part of the field is the most important aspect of football. Like you have to be successful there if you want to win. Mm-hmm. And most of the time you're scoring. I mean, you see how the Eagles score in the end zone. It's like QB sneaks. Like everything's tight, congested. But when you give up, like you said, the same play, two different sides of the field, and there's like 15 yards of space. Nobody. Like that, is that, that is coaching. That is, that is coaching. coaching. Darius Slay bit hard on the on the Tony one, and I like Tony a lot. As and a why do you think Darius Slay bit hard? Because well, number one, Tony Tony sold the hell out of that route. Like he was going in motion, and as soon as like he cut back, and Slay just never caught him. That's definitely that's good scheme. That's good coaching, and that's good very very good film review as that's well. And instincts Gannon, Gannon, though, and Gannon just wasn't Gannon just which wasn't. is instilled from coaching. Gannon just like wasn't, so. What uh, what I'm telling you is Andy Reid and company must have seen. Uh, actually, wait, we didn't go over that. Apparently, the Jaguars in the week, what was that, week three? Week four matchup? Yeah, they ran a similar play, and we got killed on it, too. So the, the Chiefs saw that on the film. Gannon got outcoached. 
And there is no better coach to the coach that sorry Arizona Cardinals team led by Kyler Murray than Jonathan Gannon. So goodbye, dude. Give me a real defensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the Super Bowl, man. Why are we rushing four guys? I know it's Mahomes. Those receivers are suspect. Like, trust your guys. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I know I've ripped into Gannon a lot. I know I do. Um, he certainly did good things here. I'm not denying that. But um, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Mm. Like, it would take an idiot to mess up like this defense with that much talent on it at all positions. The two best corners in the game statistically. Makes you think defense, what Jim Schwartz defensive line. Like, Makes you think what on, Jim man. Schwartz would have done with his defense. Because he didn't have That's a lot of saying. talent to work with and he won a Super Bowl. Granted, Chauncey Gardner Johnson on the back end. Like there wasn't really I mean, you know, we, we're nitpicking when we say there's holes. Like maybe the linebackers weren't that good, but that's nitpicking. Come on, man. It's rough. It's rough. While we're on the topic of coordinators, uh, I guess we will we'll, we'll address the Eagles are the first team in 10 plus years to lose both their head uh both their coordinators to head coaching positions immediately following the Super Bowl with Jonathan Gannon accepting a, a five-year contract with the uh, Arizona Cardinals and Shane Steichen accepting a six-year deal to become Indianapolis's new head coach Jonathan Gannon did not have a uh press conference following the game sounds like he uh he can't get on a plane to Arizona because you're already in Arizona so it sounds like that he just accepted the job following after it. So we haven't heard from Jonathan Gannon in regards to uh, just just anything regarding the game, game planning. You know, the Bradbury hold. We haven't heard his opinions on on anything. I'm sure Arizona will probably ask ask about it at some point. And Shane Steichen did give a very emotional, heartfelt uh, thank you to, to the Eagles, the players, the fans, the whole bit in his press conference. And I'm going to miss Shane Steichen. Jalen Hurts did bail him out a lot. I feel like while he was here and Shane Steichen had, had some hiccups here and there. But, man, boy, did the Eagles, the season turned around last year immediately after they gave him play calling, and, and we had the magical season this year. So they they Shane Steichen had a very good Super Bowl, I feel like, and the Colts have got, got a good one. It's just funny how the Eagles continuously mm-hmm. are tied to the Colts because for the second time now they have hired an offensive coordinator immediately following mm. a Super Bowl appearance. So Yeah, hopefully Frank they Reich, get this one right. Frank huh? Reich the first time around. I do Well, I, I don't know how Shane Steichen is as a leader. He's not a very vocal guy. Uh, but I, uh, but but I, I think he's good for what they're trying to do. They have to figure out the quarterback position over there. And, yeah, I was and just going to say there. he's a quarterback guy. I mean, look, just look at some of the names he's coached. And again, you said Hertz probably bailed him out. I agree, but he, you know, Steichen certainly had his hand in helping Hertz develop. You know what I mean? For sure, so you can't sure. deny that. So, so which of the two do you think is going to be the biggest loss? Because despite everything you know negative we're saying about Jonathan Gannon, he did have a franchise record and. And uh, in sacks with 75, he did have the best passing defense in the NFL. Granted, he had two very, very good corners to help him along the way. Uh, who do you think is going to be the toughest to replace? Uh, Brian Johnson is all but solidified into the into the next position for offensive coordinator. The Eagles are basically guaranteeing guaranteeing him the job to be the next guy, and that's that's uh, that's that was evident even before Steichen was had left. We'll talk about Brian Johnson in, in just a second. But who do you think is going to be the biggest loss for this franchise in 2023 between the two? We have to see the replacements. Obviously, we don't we're not sure who it will be for a defensive coordinator, but just, just on the surface for, for now. Well, again, we just have so much talent on both sides of the ball, but it's pretty evident like Steichen would be the bigger loss of the two, but I'm confident. I'm really confident in Brian Johnson taking the mantle as you know, the next offensive coordinator. I think his personal connection with Jalen Hurts, and maybe he has a better understanding of Jalen Hurts, like could lead to you know a better and more sustainable offense maybe, perhaps, right? There's so much talent on that side of the ball, but yeah, Steichen's definitely... Uh, the bigger loss of the two. 
Yeah, I think I think That's not I, even do, a debate, right? I do think the offense I do think the offense will benefit from some fresh ideas though. I am intrigued to see whoever uh what Brian Johnson is going to do as far as cuz you know nobody knows Jalen Hurts like like Brian yep. Johnson does. He's he's been connected to Jalen Hurts. Which that's the most important part of an offense. You have to build and construct it around the quarterback. The guy touches the mm-hmm. ball every play, especially mm-hmm. a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and he's been connected to him dating back to this childhood. I think Brian Johnson was coached by Jalen Hurts' dad, is what they mm. said. And it's not. I don't want to make it sound like Brian Johnson only got this job because of Jalen Hurts. He would have had it even without the connection to Jalen Hurts. The job he did with Kyle Trask in Florida. Kyle Trask was a Heisman finalist when Brian Johnson was in Florida as the offensive coordinator, as well as the work he did with Dak Prescott in Mississippi State when Brian Johnson. Yeah, but you was know there what? This is how life uh, works, though. Well, yeah, it's about who you know, as we know in the sports. No, industry. like seriously, <laughs> but he's earned it. Too. Though at the same he time, definitely did. Like, he definitely did. He didn't only get this job. They had Patulu. They have uh, Kevin Patulo, obviously in the organization too. He is a uh, he 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 is a candidate for that job. But I'm very intrigued to see the ideas that Brian Johnson uh, does bring to the table. There was some fear that Steichen would potentially poach him and bring him along for Indianapolis. But I think we all know that Jalen Hurts isn't letting him out that building. So, mm. so, so, so very, uh, very excited for Brian Johnson. Yeah, I was just gonna say, if your quarterback vouches for somebody, you better uh, yeah, listen. Man. This yeah, sounds man. a little familiar. I'm not gonna lie to you. This mm. seems familiar, but it only it, it's right this time around. Remember the whole Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz. What was it? Was it Mike Grow? They were going back and forth. Mike Grow and uh, who's who's the cute John DeFilippo, who actually did a, did a good job, but didn't do anything once he left. I was just gonna say, it's not like we're pounding a table for somebody who doesn't deserve it. Like the Eagles were just in a Super and had one of the right. best offenses like come on now like, right right as far as defensive coordinator uh, a good in-house option would be denard wilson he is the db's coach uh he's uh contributed to the uh the best passing defense in the nfl they really like him as an internal option as far as external options i think that people are asking for lovely smith uh vic fangio was just hired by miami vic fangio mind you I hope Jeffrey Lurie stopped the check on his payment because they hired him for ah. two weeks to help game plan against the Chiefs and it didn't help for nothing. What did Vic Fangio do for us, Jeffrey Lurie? I pray to God you <laughs> put a stop to that check before Fangio cashed it because he left us out here not Lovey doing Smith anything. Smith is an interesting nothing. option because there's so much youth here. But I, I do think, like, that's the thing, man. I think defense is where you need that, like, experience. That, yeah. Like, Maybe not even. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The defense needs a fresh mindset, but it seems like the offensive side of the ball. If you look at today's game, it's a lot of the young-minded guys where it's like something new. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily ah. unless you're talking about Andy Reid, who's been around for so long. But he's like, I mean, come on, it's Andy Reid. Yeah, yeah. The, the goal, the goal for franchises is to try and grow and develop their own version of Andy Reid, a young, offensive-minded coach, right? Like you see that all over the place. It's happening uh, all over the place. But I think defense is where you want that more veteran experienced guy if you if you just look around you know what i mean mm-hmm. um seahawks associate head coach and defensive assistant sean desai would be another option he was a former temple player and coach uh also a former student at Vic vangio who was recommended by uh sean payton so he's uh he, he's another name they could watch if they want to keep mm. that vangio uh, uh uh connection obviously it's no secret how much the eagles respect him so he's another anybody name man that, that can watch out there. utilize the talents on this defense and i anybody I, I that will... knows how to blitz every now and then would be nice would be yes nice. yes 100 <laughs> percent. you gotta be creative um i i do think though and we're gonna get into it like this is why i'm actually like as crazy and as twisted as this sounds and i'm not like trying to like puff our chests or pound the table for you guys to stick around and listen but like you're not going to want to like tune away from this podcast this is this is the prime philly pod hell yeah time all of season, year it's time, all season is it's where time we to thrive. get into stuff yeah so and you know we're always open to hearing your guys's ideas so i you know the conversations can be continued on to 
Twitter, social media and stuff like that. But like, I'm already sitting here, like I'm starting to scout. I'm starting to do all this stuff. And my biggest takeaway is I'm just going to be super general right now. I'm not going to like sit here and name off even positions necessarily. My biggest takeaway when I look at this Eagles team is they need to get younger and more athletic on defense. That's my takeaway. Yeah, of course they're going to, well, they're obviously going to probably lose Bradbury. Uh, he wants to, he's looking to get paid. He's going to go wherever the biggest bag is. You're looking at Eli Ricks, Cam Smith, somebody uh, uh, as far as cornerbacks are concerned to get here. He definitely needs a younger presence uh, on the other guys. And everybody who is saying, this is my last point before we wrap up, everybody who's saying that the Eagles have 20 free agents and they're not going to have anybody. They're going to be so bad next year. It never, it, uh, they were it, guys it, we it, knew it, that about ahead of time. Though. It amazes me how ignorant people are when it comes to the NFL and how it works because half of their free mm-hmm. agent list are players over 30. The yep. players that are, are are necessity are going to be brought back and younger talent will replace whoever is lost. It's not like we're just going to lose 20 players and that's it. We're just never going, we're just never going to place them and that's it. We got players waiting in the wings. If Kaiser walks, you got Kobe Dean, you got Jordan Davis waiting with whatever happens with Fletcher Cox yep. and, and so on and so forth. So I don't want to hear about all these holes that are going to be gone. Look at the free agent list and tell me how many of those players are a necessity to bring back and then go from there, starting with CJ Garner Johnson. I believe he'll be the first player, uh, He'll be the, uh, the the first player to brought back. But, yeah, scouting season is our favorite, the offseason. Tons and tons of research go into it. We are content galore in the offseason, so appreciate you guys uh, who who will be sticking around and tuning into that. Steven, I got one more question for you before we uh, get up out of here. A.J. Brown said yesterday that when the Eagles went up 27-21, he had a bad feeling that there was probably a chance that the Eagles were going to lose that game. That six-point lead is always so, so dangerous. You never feel good about it. What was your reaction in the moment i think i have a good idea because because i was with you clearly but what was your what was your feeling in the moment when the eagles elected not to go for a fourth down in that instance decided to kick the field goal and and test the waters at that point i think my reaction is actually going to be a little bit more interesting because i was very torn and split i could see why you'd want to go up six i felt like I felt like our defense was due to get like a stop, maybe hold them to a field goal or actually get. I just felt you were the only then, one that felt you know, that way. No, 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 no. But the, well, come on, man. In my head, I'm thinking like Hassan Reddick strip sack. Like somebody's gonna just make one Somebody, we need play, a turnover, one play, please. maybe something. Right? I was playing but a pick six in my head over and over and over again. Yeah, please, I was feeling that too. I was like, I, I kept saying Chauncey because Chauncey just, I don't know, man. It looked like he was in the mix, but. Um, then there was the doubt that crept in too. I was like, well, why would I think they're going to stop this defense? They haven't shown any reason why they would. So there's that thought in my mind. It's like, man, we've been aggressive all season. And like the moment right there, maybe where they could have went on to, oh, it's going to kill me, man. I don't want to do this. But at the same time, I will defend the offense and the coaching staff for not going for it in that situation because they did more than enough to to win this game. Fourth and six. On the Kansas City 15-yard line, a minute 48 left to go in the third quarter. You're up three. I don't know. I just feel like Sirianni goes for that more often than he doesn't. I feel like doesn't. the play calls leading up to that fourth down were terrible. Yeah, though. it definitely wasn't great either. Yeah, I just feel, I just feel like in that instance, you got to try and so put the game away, So maybe they got man. conservative there. you got to try and put the game away, man. You have to. You have to. And you and even if you don't, you still have a lead. Rely on your defense. Uh, if you're that confident if you're that confident in your defense, then ho- hopefully you can maintain a three-point lead. But AJ was not off base when he said he felt like they might lose. Because <laughs> we all did. Mm. We all felt like that in, yeah. in, in that instance. So it is. 
It you know when else I felt that? When Gronk scored that one touchdown for New England and they finally went up in that game because we oh, had control yeah. over it. It was a similar feeling. But this one was tough. It's tough, man. It's tough. And then when that punt return happened 65 yards, there was like no hope at that point. I was like, it's... it's, it's yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. That's like... Uh, I just felt like we dominated this There's, game. You just made too many mistakes. The scoop and score, the letting up the punt return, the Eagles made one too many mistakes. That, and, Why did and, they fire the special teams guy yet, by the way? Yeah, Michael Clay needs to get out the fucking... <laughs> Get out of my face. Come on. Uh, yeah, but Jalen Hurts uncharacteristically makes causes a turnover, and he doesn't do it often, but he did it in a crucial moment in here, and it's just tough, man. It cost him MVP. It cost him a ring this time around, but the redemption is going to be oh so much sweeter when he does 100%. In my heart, I feel that he will make it to the mountaintop, and and, and I hope it's to get it to Pat Mahomes because the story would be would be too mm. sweet. Take down the guy that, that beat you the first time around. Let's do it. Like he says, year four begins now, as it does for the Philly pod. We'll be here all offseason long to talk about the draft, free agency, contracts. We'll be here when Hertz gets paid. All that stuff is going to happen. There's already a, a guy that I'm looking at that could potentially be available for the Eagles return game. I'll be writing about that shortly and talking about it shortly. So be sure to stay on tap for that. Appreciate you guys for tuning in to the Philly pod. Be sure to subscribe. Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed the show, sorry it was a little somber to, to begin with. It's still the, the wounds are fresh, but be sure to, to rate five stars. Leave those reviews. Help us with the exposure of the show. Follow me, Victor Williams, at the Philly Pod on all social platforms. If you haven't already, I've been. If you haven't seen me by now, I don't know where you've been because the videos and the clips and everything has been everywhere. So appreciate you guys who have been keeping up with my content on those platforms as well. Steven, where can the people find you? What you got cooking up on YouTube and so on and so forth? Yeah, Stephen Conrad Jr. on all social <laughs> platforms. Uh, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and uh, the Liberty Line uh, YouTube channel, man. You can find a lot of our uh, video content over there. Yes, sir. Be sure to go do that. As of right now, the Eagles have the fourth longest odds or are the fourth favorite to win the Super Bowl as of next season. Behind the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers, and the Eagles are right behind the 49ers. The NFL script writers, if you believe in that, if you think that's a thing, should be pounding the table right now as they're sitting in their meeting rooms to do everything they can in their power to get a Chiefs versus Eagles part two. Oh, they will. They, they Well, I, I was I was on NFL Network this morning, and they're already talking about Mer- uh, Burrow versus Mahomes part three for the AFC Championship. So they're already writing. They're writing that's right. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it it makes you cool. wonder sometimes, doesn't it? Sure does. Sure does. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be catch you guys up later in the week for whatever else happens with the Eagles staying on tap for players who they're planning on extending coordinators, all that fun stuff. Until the next one, y'all, peace out from the Philly Pod.